Excuse me. Could you tell me how to get to the medical school? I'm supposed to be doing a lecture in about 20 minutes and my driver's a bit lost. You go straight ahead and uh, you make the left over the bridge. That's a lovely accent you have. New Jersey? Austria. Austria? <laughs> well then, <laughs> good day, mate. <laughs> Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. Welcome back to another week of Muskies on Tap. I'm your host, Gus Manti, and we're bringing to you a short one this week. Uh, we had a lot of family and guests up and a lot of stuff going on this week. We weren't able to get a full podcast in, and, and our co-host, Brian, isn't able to come on tonight as well. And and we don't have any other guests, so it's just Max and I. And we're just kind of going to riff about what's been going on and give a little report and just kind of keep it brief for you guys this week uh this might come out a day late i'm not sure yet if i'm able to get it edited in time but we shall see but before i get going a little further i'll introduce the other muskies on tap member tonight max manti how you doing tonight yeah i'm doing great tonight Uh, a little bit tired after the long weekend hope everyone had an awesome fourth of july i know we had a lot of fun uh we were able to get out on the water a little bit which was great uh, a little bit tired after the long weekend, but no complaints here. I know you were out on the water for 15 hours today, so uh, I'm sure you have no sympathy for me. But uh, yeah, excited to kind of get into a little bit of what we've been doing lately and um, give you guys a little bit of a, a report on what we've been seeing. Not a typical long podcast like usual, so we apologize about that, but we'll uh, we'll make up for it in the coming weeks. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before we get started on the fishing stuff, definitely want to go back and, and thank Clayton again for coming on the podcast. That was an awesome interview. We really enjoyed having having that. And I hope everybody enjoyed listening to that last week. And on top of that, we also got a pretty cool thing sent in from a listener. His name is Micah with Springy Tackle. Um, he makes bucktails and he actually sent in two bucktails. They're pretty cool. I think uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. What is it, Max? Like a seven eight? combo and then like a double seven maybe yep that's right yep so definitely excited to put those to use and we're definitely going to bring them out once you know you get that that hot bucktail bite going i know for sure that's going to be in august we're going to be using those like crazy and and really excited to do that so just wanted to wanted to thank our listener micah for sending that in that's really cool and we will definitely be letting you know how they are and putting them to use this summer did you say his uh, business name? Yes, uh, Springy Tackle. I'm. I got his Instagram pulled up right now. It's just S P R I N G Y Tackle. Springy Tackle. Yeah, and on top of that, I'd also like to thank all of the listeners that have been reaching out to me on social media and just you know giving us some good solid feedback. Love to hear it. You know, I just love to hear that from the listeners and even. <laughs> I think we're actually getting fans now, Max. You met some uh, some podcast listeners at a boat ramp the uh, this past week, and that's cool to meet them. Um, I don't know if I caught the one guy's name, but shout out to Sean. I do remember you. Met you at the boat ramp. 
Well, I wouldn't let your head get too big. According to uh, one podcast reviewer on Apple Podcasts, I think he listened to the first few seconds of one episode and just said, make it stop or something of that nature. So it all balances out, you know, got to have, you got to take the good with the bad. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's well, still an un- unknown user. Not sure who that is, but we love the hate. Keep it up. It only makes us keep going. I mean, it makes me, it makes me crack up. So yeah, that was, uh, that, that was cool though. Um, it, it's nice to know that people are actually listening to this and definitely keeps us motivated to, you know, keep putting out this stuff even late, late at night on a Wednesday, like we're recording now, it makes it all worth it. So we really appreciate everybody that tunes in and like Gus said, sends feedback and stuff. It, it It's awesome to hear. And yeah, I mean, the whole the whole reason why we do this is to kind of build that musky community, especially with people that love, you know, fishing in northern Wisconsin. So, yeah, it's great. I love it. It's uh, it's really cool. For sure. Let's just dive right into the report from the last week. Um, trying to look back to see where we left off. We had kind of that post little cold front ish rain that happened after the PMCC that kind of set in uh, after some pretty good heat. That's, I don't, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I don't think I got to fish too much the last midweek, but got out a little bit with my dad and he, he went one for two on a night. We're just absolutely ripping small bucktails through the weeds. Um, some of these smaller lakes, we've been really finding them in that green cabbage and, uh, he got a nice mid thirties and, and lost one at the net about, you know, low thirties in a very short span. Um, and I think we worked into more going into the 4th of July and it started getting a little, little hotter. Uh, I got closer to the uh, full moon and went, I did spend a day on the chain, a little time there and still found some open water fish. And I know Max, you're fishing a little bit solo for like a morning or two or something in the 16 footer. And you were, you were, raising some hot fish up in the weeds on some small bucktail patterns. And there was still, you know, mayflies going on. So it was just kind of that still in between period for the chain of just fish scattered a little bit, but it seemed like those, it seemed like those fish in the weeds were finally kind of being a little more predictable on where they're setting up and what they're going after. Yeah, I got up north uh, going into the 4th of July weekend, I think on the 29th of June. Uh, you had a few guide trips on Thursday and Friday. So between work, I just kind of snuck out in the mornings and at night and tried to just fish those more primetime uh, hours. So I was getting up early and uh, getting out there. We fished. I fished a lot of the similar areas that Brian and I fished during the PMCC. Um, so hilariously enough did end up finding a handful of fish on the same spots that we we tried the weekend prior that were completely vacant for the most part uh fish started to load up on those spots very predictable you know main lake weed bars uh some of the better you know kind of fully grown cabbage now um you know some of those kind of just your your typical a1 spots that you've you know either had success on in the past or you know are are looking like more predictable musky spots now i think one one big thing i did uh have a takeaway from though fishing solo and also just kind of going into the weekend too which we'll touch on but a lot of these kind of predictable areas were holding multiple fish so 
I think the biggest takeaway I had uh, from this last week slash weekend was if we were, you know, seeing a fish, there was a good chance that there were going to be multiple fish on that spot. Um, that rang true for us. There it rang true for me Thursday night, Friday morning. Uh, we got out late Friday night with a friend um, after your, one of your trips. I think we moved four or five different fish off of one just particularly small weed bed the lake we were fishing on. So we, we you know, we started to put the pieces of the puzzle together and Saturday, uh, with the minimal fishing that we did get to do this weekend, I feel like things started to click a little bit better. And we actually had a, a what was it? Five consecutive days in a row of finally putting a fish in the boat in the North woods of Wisconsin. So that yeah, was that great. Good. Uh, yeah. With, with some nice fish too, you know, mixed in, which was awesome. So it's good to see the fish kind of showing up in some more predictable spots because I know the month of June for us was very hot and cold. Uh, just kind of hearing from friends, uh, other guides in the area. I think other people shared that experience as well. Um, so I think the fishing is going to start to really turn uh, for the better here in northern Wisconsin, which is, I mean, that's that's what we're here for. So that's good news all around. Yeah, kind of rolling into the weekend, like you're saying, we got out that Friday night after a trip I had, it was a half day trip and we just went out trolling and it was in such short order of still just marking so many fish in open water and couldn't even just couldn't get a muskie to go. It was, it was baffling me. I mean, going through really good moon phases leading into the full moon, marking them on side, watching them come up on the trolling lures on live scope. And then, I mean, we bagged a, a 22 inch walleye. That was pretty cool. Um, sometimes you get that when you're, you're trolling out there and that was just in the, I mean, straight up in just the middle of the lake, it was bizarre, but I just, you know, I was getting a little frustrated and I know we went into that night kind of trying to get a friend, a first muskie and do a little trolling then did a little casting. And, and all of a sudden on this particular lake, we just kind of noticed a absolute swing where the open water fish or the areas where we have found them in open water in this lake almost shut down a little bit and then we went to that weed bed you're talking about that didn't really have great weeds on it last year but it does this year and it's not even that big of a spot and we moved like five for sure different fish uh two of them were very nice fish definitely in that minimal being low 40s category and then just not getting them to go and and i know we went into saturday as just taking that a full day off of just hanging out and having fun, playing golf, all that good stuff. And then finally rolling into the weekend, the last last weekend, I think it's Sunday through what day is it? Wednesday. And that bite just got hot. And even through that time, I think today, obviously, like Max said, 15 hours in the water. But of all those other days, I don't think any of the outings were longer than three, four hours at most. I mean, most of them were just quick little two-hour trips to get out um in between doing other you know fourth of july activities yeah you uh you touched on about how some of the open water fish just weren't really going i think there was no better case in point of that that on sunday when we went out uh to a brand new body of water that i had actually never fished before you had been out there a few different times more so an action lake i think but we went out and started to troll just i think to get to know the lake a little bit better and we came across just a pile of fish, you know, out yeah, in the open water. Stupid. And this is after we thought 
again, you know, we, we had the inclination that some fish were going to start to push up shallower because of just the types of things I was seeing on the water Thursday and Friday. So it was almost one of those things where we were banging our head against the wall, just going, you know, what are these fish doing? I mean, we were going, we were trolling and we were marking fish on side imaging. It felt like every 10 to 15 minutes for about, oh, you know, a two even, hour time. Maybe even shorter than that. I mean, yeah. we were hitting the cranks on their heads. I mean, literally right. we would, we would see the fish on side imaging you know, not even in the, the, the yellow part of the side imaging, they were coming, you know, they were, we were driving over these fish, um, with, with three trolling baits, you know, combing through the area and just no rips. And so, you know, going through that. And, and again, like I said, banging our head against the wall and being frustrated, we, uh, you know, had a moon phase coming up. We moved into a shallower area and it was like, just uh it, it finally felt like the flip switched for some of those shallow water fish it was followed quickly by two three bites i guess one of one of which we were able to get brian our, our other co-host um caught a nice 43 very long lanky uh half blind 43 incher <laughs> of course beautiful beautiful fish, fish. uh and, and got that on a bucktail and in, in, in the figure eight after going around and, and doing the dance five or six times. So that was a really cool eat. Um, you know, anytime you get to see a 43 inch muskie eat right at your toes, it's uh it's a cool experience. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a, that was a funky figure eight eat. It, we <laughs> all could tell that that fish wanted to eat for sure. And Brian was doing a good job, but the fish was like half fired up and half not, which obviously we, later we found out it had only, you know, it had a, one eye missing. So it was half blind and, and it, it kind of made sense because you do a turn and the fish almost looked like it couldn't find where the bucktail was. And I remember looking back at that video, I kind of say out loud to Brian, I'm like, let him find it, let him find it. And yeah. then I think, and like two turns later, it, it just T-bones it. The whole bucktail has gone. I mean, the one hook was on one side of the jaw and then the leader sticking out the other. So that thing's just got the whole thing in. It wasn't, it wasn't going anywhere. Put up a good fight in the boat side. I mean, that was five casts after he hooked and lost like a 30 incher. And then we went immediately to the next good weed spot. And he had another one just come firing in. I couldn't, I couldn't remember. Did that one like hit out in the cast and then come firing in and then come in yeah, again or something? It nipped, nipped the back of the bucktail, which has been a, a common occurrence for us this year, some short strikes, but it still continued to follow the bucktail in. And I think swung and miss again, both side. But I mean, that all happened within a, a 30 minute window and a lot of like, even the, the kind of going back on some of the previous trips from the days prior, you know, when we talked about getting a lot of those follows from the pile of fish, a lot of it happened within, you know, a short time frame. Um, most of it coming within moon phases, but it just seems that these windows are so tight right now. It's like either it feels like there's no fish in the lake or every cast you make, you're going to see a fish. Um, and the windows don't last long. So that obviously adds a whole element of just, you know, trickiness that already exists in musky fishing. And, and that's not an uncommon thing, I feel like, but it, it certainly has been very prevalent for us, at least our experiences, uh, up until finally today, which, you know, we were able to get a fish to go uh, outside of a, a moon phase. But yeah, those bite windows have been really, been really tight and you certainly have to pay very close attention uh, to when you think that they're going to happen and, and make sure you're on a spot that, you know, you believe is holding fish. 
Yeah, couldn't agree more about those bite windows, man. I mean, I know a lot of those times that I was able to sneak out for like two to three hours were all kind of dictated by moon because that full moon period, we just, you know, had to take our best shot at going like peak minor, peak major. Definitely paid off. Um, I think we rolled into, well, that Sunday night, I was actually able to get out solo. I just had to. I just had to. I think it was the that's the day before the full moon. And I just saw that that moon phase coinciding with sunset. And I'm like, I have to go <laughs> out there and just get a hot bucktail fish or topwater fish. Like it has to happen. Like, I mean, I don't I don't care that I'm going out solo, but I just gotta do it. And got that nice, real thick, low forties fish on topwater, just smoke it both side post dark. You know, it's not pitch black with the full moon, but it just came out of nowhere. No follow hit about five feet from, from going into the figure eight and just, just absolutely scared the shit out of me. But I think it like hooked itself pretty much. I mean, it yeah, hit it so it hard. Yeah. So that was pretty cool. That awesome. was, that was just capitalizing on the absolute peak times, you know, putting yourself in the best spot going out there day before the full moon. I mean, you just can't go wrong. I mean, that's just, that's when musky fishing is just absolutely awesome. You just, it, it's like when it feels easy again, you know, rolling into the next few days, just kept getting out um, here and there. I know Max, you weren't able to just with, with dad, he was able to get a double. I believe it was full moon night and just hooked both of them in the cast, no questions asked, bucktail fish in that green cabbage, just absolutely annihilating the bait. That was really cool to see. I was really thinking we we're going to get an absolute toad there at sunset. I remember right before we pulled out, we couldn't stay entirely into the moon phase into dark, which was a bummer. But right before I left side image day, I mean, typically you can kind of get a size uh, based off of the shadow, but, but this fish was very, very big. So definitely we'll be after that one in the coming weeks for sure before it, you know, migrates somewhere else. I hope it doesn't, but yeah, I don't really want to harp on it too much, but pretty much the size of our action throughout the weekend was just zipping small to medium size bucktails, whether it be double or single bladed through shallow cabbage and with pretty much medium pace retrieve to probably, you know, quite fast, not absolutely burning, but quite fast. I know, um, I begged one yesterday. I think it was after dad and I were having a little tough time during like an, like a peak moon phase of getting a fish to go. And I just knew that they're in there. And then dad had a, uh, I think he was burning in, uh, or I don't know if he was burning in. He was just reeling a moderate pace on a giant killer. And he got like a really big weed and he just tried to burn it through it and, you know, get it off. And and then he got a follow by like a really nice fish. And I think, I don't know, I was ripping rubber, maybe throwing another bucktail too. And I'm like, oh, wow, that, that fish seemed extremely hot, all based off of the really large profile and the bait moving really fast. So... I think I immediately put on an eight, nine stagger and just started burning the living daylights out of it, basically bulging it and was able to bag a 
a low 30s fish in the figure eight like a couple casts later and then we did that program because we thought it was that was it and and that was it like that was the bite window it was just <laughs> absurdly absurdly tiny and then we had to go for you know some other obligations or something like that but it was just crazy i don't know even even in like the around the best fishing full moon fish are keen in on bucktails and being shallow and all that good stuff they are just being finicky to that bite window it's absurd yeah well musky fishing's a lot simpler when you can just burn a blade in and close your eyes and hope for the best I don't know. Full moon, I feel like, is a little bit overhyped for me. I've never had good success around full moon. I feel like new moon's always been better to us. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, yeah, we were lucky enough to get some fish this week. And mine this morning, we we got up really early. I had to head back to the city. So we, we, get, we got out to the lake pretty early this morning and got a fish on not a bucktail. I was throwing a, a pink tube, my, my precious pink tube. Uh, it's definitely a bait you don't want to <laughs> leave on your... Uh, bedside dresser <laughs> it's, it's uh it's a little suspect uh but yeah fish seem to like it. it's the first first fish i've gotten on the pink tube so i was pretty happy about that and i was just popping that over some nice weeds and um stuck a really fat upper 30s fish which was a lot of fun uh so that was good to see that fish actually came out of a moon phase right before i had to go so it was a little bit of a nice uh sayonara on my time up in the north woods for those few days left uh with a good taste in my mouth and made the drive back to minneapolis a little bit easier yeah i was really really stoked for you on that fish this morning that was a sick eat put up a hell of a fight and just gotta love when they absolutely crush tubes i mean they hit so hard yeah they really do and i'm i'm as brian and gus and probably anyone that's been in the boat with me when i hook a fish I'm as guilty as anyone is every time I hook one, I think it's the biggest fish in the lake, but the mm -hmm. way that fish ate that <laughs> tube today, I mean, it just freaking smashed it. And then it actually dove down into the pretty heavy cabbage that we were fishing into and got all messed up in some, you know, six, seven foot tall weeds. And so I, before I even saw the fish, you know, it was, it was feeling pretty large. Obviously it wasn't a giant or anything, but uh, it was still, yeah, fun fight. Good to see one hit the net before i headed out of town so very excited to get back up there again i know what, what i got to look forward to here in the the next 10 days is living vicariously through you i know you have a lot of guide trips planned here uh, for the next week and a half but then uh, you were gracious enough to set a few days aside uh, for a weekend july 15th weekend for a little musky bender with myself you and another buddy of ours, Parker, who we've mentioned on the podcast, I think a few times. Um, and from our, our quick outline of the weekend, I think the main goal is to obviously we're going to catch as many fish as we're you know able to. But I think that the ultimate goal is to put a really big fish in the net. So I think we're going to be fishing, you know, around that uh, that goal in mind. So I'm sure we'll break that down on next week's podcast on kind of how we are going to go about uh, fishing and, and trying to target a big fish. And hopefully uh, we'll have a good story to tell after that weekend. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. That's the next time I'll actually be able to get out on the water. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. That's I'm going to have to get get my sleep schedule back in order before then so that I can just prepare ourselves for fishing at only not only peak times, but putting in long hours possibly staying in to some of the nighttime periods and 
I don't know. You're going to have a tough time prying pretty much a tube or a mag dog off my rod or maybe a suic the entire time. I mean, if somebody starts moving 13 fish on a bucktail, I mean, twist my arm, I'll toss it on. But man, going after that one big bite, it's going to be tough to not throw, you know, a large jerk bait or big rubber for that. So that's... yeah, we'll, we'll have, we'll have to do kind of a quick rundown on, uh, on what we're going to bring for baits and lure selections and lake types and all that good stuff next week. We'll, uh, we'll dive full into it, but I think I will say that the pink tube will be, will be in the rotation for the, the big fish hunt. Yes. hundred percent. Well, I think before we wrap this up, we're talking now on Wednesday night of this week and man, we just got a cold snap. Um, and I, I'm, it just feels like one of those that's the tough ones. It's not the ones you usually look for bitter cold, those big, harsh Northwest winds. I'm not sure how tomorrow is going to be, but looking forward, we got some pretty sustainable weather coming up and with those kind of sustained temps that we're getting next week with a little bit of rain here and there uh it's looking like a lot of the highs are in the 70s we're not getting any absurd 85 plus and we're not getting any 65 or below for the highs it's kind of going to sustain those temperatures uh those small lakes are going to cool off a lot faster obviously the darker stained ones they cool off faster but you know by next week i would assume everything's going to kind of just stick around the same temps um i know today saw i think at some point there was like a 73 degree but mainly it was like 74 to 75 and i suspect it could drop a little bit you know all around here but still just kind of stay in that low 70s and now that we're in this midsummer uh we're not getting any insane heat i gotta think a lot of fish are still going to be holding heavily into any new any new weed growth you got in the past few weeks because i have not had so much luck in that weed growth that grew in early june it's now that weed growth that i've seen in the past week i mean there's some spots on lakes that i've been on you know here and there throughout the past few weeks and i'm like visually watching spots go from completely barren to just fully getting grown with brand new cabbage grass all this stuff and those brand new spots. I mean, I'm still looking for bait, still looking for those, you know, huge balls of shiners, bluegills, perch, all that good stuff. And they're just, they're just holding fish now. Just that look for that new weed growth. I mean, some of those smaller lakes are kind of pretty much at the peak. It'll be pretty obvious where they are. If everything's going tough, I usually just stick it out in there and start using baits that stay in there for longer periods of time as opposed to a bucktail whether that be a a spinner bait kind of raking through the weeds or kind of pulling out maybe a suic or a navin and popping it around you definitely can do rubber as well in there but sometimes that gets tough you get weeds every cast at least with like a suic or a navin you can kind of pop it in the weeds and let it rise up out of it and then pop it back down so those are those are definitely going to be my go-tos coming up is, is in a whole array of still medium to small bucktails. Um, kind of just switching it up between single blades, double blades, and then double staggers. And then for sure, just kind of maybe starting to bring out some of the big guns and going with the larger rubber presentations, but still they're, they're hitting, 
they're going after the reg dog size and they're they're hitting the ninja tubes so you know that's that's helpful in the body but i know one of these days they're going to be keen in on those giant presentations so definitely be prepared for that if you're not moving fish bring out some of those big baits and it might at least get you some follows so i know when things got a little bit slow for us this morning after what a, a pretty fast and furious start and then things seemed to shut down i broke up i broke out that husky medusa for the first time this year my freaking shoulders are still screaming i forgot yeah. how heavy those goddamn baits are so it's I, absurd uh, i don't I don't mind if uh, the fish don't keen on on some of that big rubber for a few more weeks. My body could use the break, but yeah, that's uh, that's all good advice. I think those are those are some solid bait selections here moving forward. Yeah, we didn't really want to skip this week. You know, we're we've been going strong since the start, so we just want to get a quick report out to you guys and you know give the listeners something just to just to listen to this week. But you know, stay tuned for the next coming weeks we got a lot a lot happening you know some good guests to look forward to and i just really hope that you guys keep enjoying this and and keep listening and share it with friends and all that good stuff and, and you know as always it's really awesome to hear from you guys and you know send in any messages you can so love to hear from you guys Yep. Agreed, Gus. It's always great to hear any feedback. And if anyone wants to uh, roast Brian for now missing two muskies on taps, uh, please feel free. We do it quite often on the boat. So join the party. Don't be afraid. Get get into his DMs. Yep. Find Brian. You can probably find him tagged on some of my posts on Instagram or maybe Facebook. So with that being said, you know, if you want to give me a follow on Facebook and Instagram, that would be much appreciated. Those are both Suggs Fishing. Um, that's the handle on Instagram and Facebook's Suggs Fishing Guide Service. And if you want to get in touch for a guide trip, be sure to reach my cell phone number or website. Um, cell phone is 920-264-3816. Website is www.suggsfishing.com. And yeah. That was a good one, Max, you know, short and sweet. Uh, I think it's going to come out, you know, relatively short compared to what our typical podcasts are. So hopefully everyone finds this useful this week and uh, really, really appreciate all the listeners. Thank you for joining in this week and we will catch you on the next one. I know we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but on our way out, I might as well say it. What's on tap tonight is another Bushlight Peach. They're too tasty. <laughs> You're addicted to those things. Yeah, they ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully you guys found this insightful somewhat, but we'll uh we'll bring the heat next week. Thanks again for tuning in though. And uh Gus, good luck on your trips here coming up. Uh we'll be in touch. For sure, man. Thank you. Mm-hmm.